Hello, everybody. Welcome back oh, wow. to the Daily Thread. Yesterday was a travel day, but we are so excited to be back at you. Welcome back to New York. Yes, it's it's good to be here. Is it uh, really though? Yes, and uh, you know, it, this is uh, we're only doing audio. You said today, right? Audio only. So you gotta be you gotta be a super fan. You gotta be listening on Apple, Spotify. Well, there is a very very interesting story uh, via Arat Sheva. This is fruit roll up mania. Why are Israelis lining up to buy an American candy? In the past week, customs officers caught over six hundred pounds of fruit roll ups, and consumers are ready to pay forty shekel for just one fruit roll up. That's over ten bucks. Yeah, what's up with this? Well, anyone who grew up in the United States in the past forty years is certainly familiar with fruit roll ups. The artificially flavored confection that was delight for children and a horror for parents is probably responsible for many cavities over the years. The candy is now the center of a food craze among Israel's youth. With Israelis lining up to get their hands on them and and black market prices reaching 40 shekel for just one. Entrepreneurial travelers returning from countries where fruit roll-ups are regularly sold have even taken to smuggling large quantities of the confection in their luggage. In the past week, customs officers at Ben-Gurion caught several travelers attempting to sneak in with over 600 pounds of fruit roll-ups worth several tens of thousands of shekel in their suitcases. On Friday, one couple was caught with two two suitcases with 187 pounds of the candy. That's a lot of fruit roll-up. Imagine 187 pounds where of the crazy. Where are they going to? They were to going Israel? to Israel. From? I, I don't know. United from where. States? 187 pounds of candy. First of all. You can't get it in Israel? Are, 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 you, are you nuts? You're taking a, a luggage, 187 pounds, two, two things? You're paying for overweight. I mean, must be selling that at 10, 10 bucks of fruit roll. Well, anyways, the cause of this craze is that bringing Israelis to Russia stores and online sellers for these highly unhealthy snacks is a viral trend started on the popular video platform TikTok. Oh, really? The trend is simple. Take a scoop of ice cream and wrap it in a fruit roll up, which hardens immediately into a crunchy wrapper and film yourself eating it. According to BuzzFeed, the dessert combination first made the rounds in October of 2021, but only became viral recently. The trend quickly reached Israel's youth and even caused the local health ministry to launch a campaign warning against the candy. Uh, This is crazy. So it's ice cream inside a fruit roll-up? You take a scoop of ice cream and you put it in the fruit roll-up and you wrap up the fruit roll-up. Yeah. And... The fruit roll-up becomes hard. Yeah, and, and, you, and you have to freeze it again. You, you just you just eat it that way. I get. I, I don't know, but anyways, the Ministry of Health in Israel is warning against just like the health concern with this. This is such a weird story. Well, you know, there used to be uh, when you were little kids and you went to Israel with us. Uh, there were certain candies, uh, certain like uh, Doritos, for example, which we never had a hechsha here. In the United States, always had a hexer in Israel. Yeah. And I think also we used to buy, what else did we used to buy? Something, those little chocolate things. What chocolate Little means? chocolate candies. What was it called? Kinder, I think. Kinder? I think Kinder means kids. Yeah, Kinder means kids. What was, what was the name of that? Kinder what? Eggs? Eggs, eggs, right. Kinder eggs were, you could get them here, but you get them in Costco, but they never had the hashkacha in well, Israel. They always yeah. had hashkacha. And I remember a few decades ago, there were certain certain cereals that you couldn't get here with a, with hashkacha, but you can get it uh, in Israel. Of course, there was the other chocolates like Milky Ways, for example. It was for, for me growing up. If you went to Israel, you come back with candy. I don't know why it was such a thing. Yeah, like, but I think I don't think there's anything like that anyway. I don't think there's any candy that doesn't have. Um, 
Uh, it's not produced here with Hashkacha anymore. After the OU gives Hashkacha to like over, over 500,000 uh, products. So I think uh, everything is covered. But you're 100% right. They used to be when you went there to stroll, you had to come back with a suitcase full of stuff that um, you don't know if it was kosher or not, but all you know is that it had the ingredients in Hebrew and that was good enough. So you uh, you, you brought it home and that was usually what you, uh, what you ended up giving out as a gift. Yeah. Okay, anyways... I don't know exactly what happened. We'll, we'll dive into this right now, but something that I've been getting a lot of alerts about happening yesterday was a lot of rocket fire from Gaza into Israel. Yeah. Uh, there's a story here via G JTA that says Israel responds to rockets fire from Gaza after a death of a Palestinian prisoner on hunger strike. Right. Uh, the story is via JTA. Mil uh, militant groups in Gaza are firing rockets at Israel and the Israeli army is responding with rockets of its own after a Palestinian on a hunger strike died in an Israeli prison. Kader Ad Adnan, who died Tuesday after three months of hunger striking, is the first Palestinian to die by this form of protest. He and others have been refusing food to protest Israel Israel's policy of detaining accused terrorists for extended periods of time sometimes years without charges um well you know you ever hear of play stupid games win stupid prizes i think that's what happened here mr adnan you went on a hunger strike and you died well you know um what's going on is they fight over 100 rockets a lot of them hit houses in the state road uh luckily nobody was seriously hurt um but um uh, when israel fires back they only make sure that they uh, their planes fly over and bomb um, as a retaliation, uh, empty places, uh, open fields, because they don't really want to. Um, they don't want. Don't want, don't really want to start a war. Anyway, so um, uh, Ben Gvir, Itamar Ben Gvir from your favorite person, uh, yeah, one of my favorite uh, Israeli politicians, uh, said that, that he wants to be in the security meeting to discuss how Israel's going to respond to this he kind wants, of Palestinian. He wants to maybe strike places that are not going to just do no damage. He wants to. You know, they, there were times when. Israel hit them so severely that they didn't fire anything for years. Really? But as long as Israel yeah, that playing, seems decades ago. That doesn't seem not, not decades ago. But as long as Israel is playing yo-yo with them, they're, they're going to keep firing rockets and trying to kill people. It's a serious matter having a rocket land on your house, as you see there probably in the new site that uh, it hit someone's house that the people miraculously. Uh, survived yeah um, well it says here prime minister benjamin Netanyahu assembled his top security chiefs to discuss the events of the day anyone who attempts to harm the citizens of israel will be sorry that's yoav gallant said in a statement but here's the question are the people trying to harm israel gonna be sorry because they're firing well, rockets they're know, not being stru struck upon you don't have to there's way to do serious damage uh to uh put pressure from the people on the leadership so that they don't uh, fire rockets like this. If terrorists get killed, terrorists get killed. Terrorists should be killed. Um, but um, uh, we don't want. No one wants innocent people to be hurt. Nobody wants innocent men, women, and children to be hurt. But there's places you could you could bomb uh, uh, infrastructure where there's no electricity, uh, where it really paralyzes the community. Then you have a place like Gaza where you have two million Palestinians living. That puts a lot of pressure on the on the leadership to stop behaving themselves. When you send your expensive planes up in the air and they bomb empty fields or uh, places that you know no one's living in or warehouses that you know are empty, uh, then um, it's a really a real brachal of Atala. And that's what Ben Gvir was saying. He's saying, listen, you got to get serious. You, you, the objective of these types of things have to be, the objective has to be that the... Uh, that the firing of missiles into Israel stops. That should be the number one objective. But it has to stop for 
oh, an extended period of time. Well, anyway, they 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 have a ceasefire now. It was negoti- oh, do they? It was negotiated as of early this morning. Uh, a ceasefire cutter and uh, some other country was involved in uh, in a ceasefire. That's another way to do it. You have countries that put. Uh, uh, millions and hundreds of millions of dollars into the Palestinian Authority in Gaza, and if the money dries up, uh, you know they'll be in trouble. So uh, because nobody works there anyway, so they have to um, they have to learn how to do uh, do the right things to behave themselves. Very interesting. Well, another story I see here is, and I don't know how this really can be um, put into effect. Is there's a plan from a Wisconsin Republican lawmaker to limit social media for children. Mm-hmm. Is that in a step in the wrong direction in a way of sort of not, is that, is that not, not democratic to limit, um, limit any type of social media use for children? No, well, you want to limit it, the use of social media to children. Is that what you're saying? That they can't go online after a certain right. amount? I mean, I think that's like the little, Usually, that's a little China I don't, type. I don't, I don't think that works really. Uh, besides that, if you have parental uh, permission, if you have parental uh, authorization, of course you can go on. What parent is going to Why is the government trying to get involved in whether the kids are using social Listen, media or you not? Know, there was another shooting today in Atlanta. A couple of people were killed. You know, and uh, be- these people are very influenced by what they see on social media. Your children have to have certain guidance from their uh, their parents, so the people that are a little bit older with a little bit more experience, and uh, they have to be able to guide them. It can't be a hefkevelt, you know, they, uh, like they say in yeshiva. Your rabbi always probably said to you, it's not a hefkevelt here, you know? Yeah. You can't just do... Uh, do anything you want, but you know what? I know you're, uh, you know, like bones coming up next week. Uh, I don't know if you yes. want to discuss that or not. You know? Well, first I want to say that um, we are aware that our Shmuel Kamenetsky suffered uh, a, a medical episode the other day, which yes. they're calling a stroke. Stroke, yes. Um, we wish we wish a refush I'm of sure course. everyone is saying to him for the Rashiva that is Rashmuel ben Itta Etel. People can really, really say to him, and I saw today that. Uh, Lakewood Mashkiach Rav Matzio Salman was flown by Medivac to a hospital. Um, it says here that Mashkiach of BMG was airlifted to a hospital in Pennsylvania Tuesday afternoon. Mashkiach had been transported to MMCSC yesterday. Um, Matzio Salman was previously airlifted to HUP where he spent about a month before being released home on Shusham Purim. Um, Seabirds requested uh, to be mispal for Rav Matzio Chaim Ben Etel so that's from that's my, these that's are, uh, Michael, these yes. are the senior these are the senior statesmen of the Torah community 100%. and uh, you know and, and time watches on and time waits for no one and um, and we have to hope for the best and uh, you know hopefully it'll be a have a have a recovery and continue their uh, the great leadership of uh, of Kali Yisrael absolutely so yeah you mentioned Lag Bomer is coming up yeah Lag Bomer is coming up next week Monday yeah. night Tuesday there'll be a lot of weddings a lot of weddings and bar mitzvahs everybody so? has to pack them in yeah I have a whole slew of them a but slew? you know what you can only be in one place at a time you know so what are you supposed to do you know I have like like two bar mitzvahs next uh, Tuesday evening. Yeah. I have two weddings uh, also and different parts of town what are you what are you supposed to do how are you supposed to handle sure, it honestly i don't know I, and and like bomer obviously we know is marking the what is now the third year since the tragedy Maron? yeah and there'll be big crowds in Maron. i think they've hopefully they've worked uh to uh you know the logistics uh to move people around in a more you know over i know they enlarge the area very uh significantly yeah to be able to accommodate uh more people it's a one of the most tragic things that has ever occurred. Absolutely. 45 people, um, you know, 45 young people 
uh, were trampled to death. That's so not Israel. You know, you yeah. hear about that happening in uncivilized parts of the world, but you never hear that. But it was such a it was such an aberration. But uh, listen, um, not, not only Marone's going to be packed next uh, Tuesday, Monday night and Tuesday, but also the barbershops are going to be full. That you is know? true. <laughs> People will be taking haircuts. You'll be waiting around all day and all night long, you know, to, uh, waiting to get a haircut uh, wherever it uh, it uh, is, uh, is warranted uh, to get a shave uh, if they want. Uh, and then, uh, you know, and then that'll be like the turning point uh, in the Omer. And before you know it, we're going to have the countdown. Uh, no, no pun intended, but it's a countdown. But not really counting down. We're really counting up to yeah. uh, day 49, and uh, but that'll be uh, day number 33. But like I said, uh, how are you handling uh, the simchas that, you, that you're invited to? I don't know. I mean, it's a good problem to have. Simchas are great, and it's awesome. So however which way you're handling it, be grateful and thankful that there are simchas going on in your life. This is actually a pretty f- interesting story. This is via Simcha Spot. They have a series where they talk about crazy dating stories. Um, so this is via Simcha Spot. Me and my date had gone out four times already, and things were going really great. But as great as things were going, it was only the fourth date. We were at a rooftop lounge and my date walked me to the porch to see the view. There was a whole proposal set up. I was so caught off guard, I said yes and started crying. I just totally had no idea what to do. Obviously, the proposal was for, some, was, was for somebody else and he had no idea it was even out there. It was so embarrassing. We didn't end up working out. <laughs> So he thought, uh, why, she, did, why she, did he propose? He didn't propose. Oh, she just said yes? She saw, like, the will you marry me and, like, a whole proposal and set she up. And she yes? said yes and started crying. And he's like, brah. I wow, that's a, well, I think fourth date is a little early. I think that's a little bit late. Depends what circles you, you uh, look if, into. If you're, if you're in the Chalcidish community, in certain aspects of it. Uh, Four times there's, as, there's, as there's many. Then it's usually just one date, right? It's usually, usually yeah, parents, usually, usually before the boy and the girl go out, the parents meet. Done everything, every, every, everything the way you think it should be done is done exactly the opposite. Then you know you're you're onto something. Okay, so we know that this Shabbos, the King of England is being coronated. Oh yes, that's a it's a big event. Ain't that a story? And we know that the Jews in the United Kingdom have been encouraged to pray for the success of the king. Yes, and we also know the President of Israel, um, Isaac uh, um, Herzog. Yeah, and his wife Michal will be in London, and they are staying in close proximity to where the festivities are being held, so they could walk to the coronation on Shabbos. Really, and uh, be present in the coronation of the uh, of the new King of England, uh, King Charles, uh, the Chief Rabbi, Chief Rabbi Mervis uh, of England, of course, will be there as well and doing uh, the same thing. And I guess Shomer Shabbos Jews, I think that. Um, coronating a king is uh, an important event uh, for the Jews to uh, participate in and to do it properly uh, on Shabbos. Um, It's really interesting. You know, I I guess the the concept of the king is really different than the concept of a president because we're never, I don't don't recall in in the United States us being able to, us being encouraged one way or another to pray for the success of a elected official. Well, you know, there was an article many years ago when when Barack Obama was president of the United States and he was criticized a lot in certain parts of the Jewish community. And one of the newspapers, I think, I'm not sure it was the Hamadiyya or the Ated, had an article where someone said, you're not allowed to criticize the president of the United States because he has the halakhic status of a king. And you're not allowed to, you know, ridicule uh, a king because, you know, you could you could get the death penalty yeah. for disrespecting uh, a king. Now, um, 
uh, kingship is a very big deal. Of course, there was David Melech, there was Shlomo Melech that we were, of course, that we study in, in Nach. And uh, then we have other kings that we become very familiar with, like King Achashverosh, you know, uh, in the Megillah. And, you know, the thing is that the B'nai Yisrael, the Jews wanted a king. That's what the Nach is all about. They wanted a king. They wanted to have a, a, a leader. And uh, I guess that gets... Uh, 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 transposed over to the uh, to the secular world, then uh, the king of England really has no power, even though he's king of a lot of different countries. But he really has no power over anything. He's not an elected official. It's something that runs in the family, you know. And his mom, he passed away, Queen Elizabeth, a few months ago, and now King Charles is uh, is yeah. the, the king of England. Is there a specific reason why there's such a period of time between the passing of the queen and the coronation of the king? I don't know, but I know that uh, from the time that the Megillah, from the time that uh, uh, Fashti uh, was was killed by Achishverosh yeah. for disrespecting him, uh, it looked like six months until Esther was uh, chosen. As the, I guess she was. Uh, it says that she was, uh, you know, preparing herself for the uh, contest uh, to become uh, chosen uh, uh, by the king as uh, his favorite. I guess I don't think that's the case in. Uh, King Charles's uh, situation. Yes, it's just like a like. I think it's a chonis. They're, yeah. they're making preparation. They they have to. Uh, I guess it's out of respect for the uh, for the queen, and um, I guess it's a big deal. And it's going to be when it's on Shabbos, obviously. Oh, so thankfully, we don't have to see it. And I don't think it's <laughs> I don't think it's one of those things you're going to have to run to watch the replay of. Knicks are playing the Miami Heat uh, Shabbos afternoon, and I think after you make Havdalah, hey, if you make, people if you make Havdalah and and learn a little bit, you're going to probably go on and see the highlights of the of the Knicks and the so Heat. So that's the question. You know, but you're not going to want to see the replay of the coronation no, of King not. Charles. But th- there there is a there is a chevra that like to tape the game and DVR it and watch it after Shabbos. Without knowing the score, nah. You know what? Uh, the, the, my my a, big, a close friend of mine, Dovi Schreiber. He, I think he wants to do that. My favorite way of watching a game is the nine minute version that they give you on the YouTube after the game is over. You don't. You, you see the most important parts of the game. You know. Yeah, but that's that ruins the whole fun of of watching the game. No, I have. I, I you know when a game happens on Shabbos, I I want to know right away what the score is after if the Shabbos. I don't play you, these games. You with don't myself. want to waste your time. I don't play games myself, not knowing the score, watching the whole thing. I hear. Yeah. So, well, I I don't know. Well, anyway, that's that's my last uh, last story for today. Last story for today. Anyway, yeah. it's good to we it's hope. good to see you again. It's good yes. to be back. Yes. In What's the today? Wednesday. It is Wednesday, May third. Okay, so and uh, this is my happens to be on this is my fourth recording of the day. I'm recording three episodes of Meaningful People today and an episode of Daily Thread today. I need to sleep. Okay, you're gonna be able to do that uh, tomorrow. Yeah, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Daily Thread. Make sure to send us an email at thedailythread@meaningfulminute.org if you have any questions, concerns, or ideas that you think we should talk about on this podcast. Please leave a rating or review. Subscribe. We love you very much, and we'll see you tomorrow.